Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Glory to God, dear friends and fellow warriors. We greet you with Rav Shalom. Great peace and blessings and joy be to you in this hour of his power. The new thing is bringing forth. We're here like watchmen on the walls proclaim to you the new thing that's going on. Let's quickly ramp up to speed what God is saying via the scriptures. Hallelujah. A wonderful, wonderful time to be alive and to be serving him. Uh, notice that it says in Isaiah 43, in verse 18, Do not call to mind the former things, or ponder things of the past. Behold, I do something new, now it shall spring forth. For you not be aware of it, I'll make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We had literally flash flooding happening this weekend, just a few hours ago, in the deserts of Israel. I was there, I was caught spontaneously in the floodplain and was able to capture the most beautiful pictures of flowing, raging rivers, a huge waterfall. It was like chocolate milk, millions of gallons <laughs> streaming over this, this uh, canyon le- uh, ledge, and uh, even IDF units, uh, Apache attack helicopters training the region, came over and hovered over the waterfall to capture rare glimpse of literally rivers in the desert breaking out. We've got some photos of... Um, that event, and also beautiful rainbows that broke out. And let me explain to you why I was in the desert and what is going on and how this affects all of us. Glory to God. Here we go. Are you ready? So Isaiah 43, verse 18, it says, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. So um, I know you're listening and, and you really love the Lord, and I'm here to blow the trumpet to you and to sound the alarm to you that something new is happening. When I began this broadcast this morning, uh, I looked at the uh, watch and it was 911 exactly. So I know that God is speaking things. I know He's got you and I at this moment listening to His Word, listening to this broadcast to prep us that, to be aware that something is happening that most of the world has doesn't have a clue on what's going on. But those that are windward, those who are of the Spirit, those who are not carnal but of the windward winds of God, hallelujah, are hearing that something new is happening. And a lot of us have heard some false warnings, some zealous warnings, some good meaning warnings, but things did not pan out. Things prophesied and um, it didn't happen. And people were saying certain things. And so some people were a little bit reserved and only want to follow God right now, which is perfect, which is ideal. Hallelujah. So to do that, to follow him, to be in his perfect will right now, we have to do what the scripture says, not what we think is good, okay? And it doesn't matter what you hear I'm saying or you hear at your pulpit where you attend, okay, and your personal prayer time, it has to line up with the scriptures. And Paul says at the end of his ministry, the end of his life before he was martyred, and he wrote to the Philippians, he says, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward to what lies ahead. I press toward the mark. And he uses these Greek words there to describe an athletic event. 
okay, reaching for the prize, okay? And he talks about the athletic event in Corinthians, his letter to them to not be disqualified in this race, that he buffets his own body, hallelujah, and we should run this race to win. So great imagery, hallelujah, even the writer of Hebrews talks about running this race. And so, brothers and sisters, this whole walk of faith, it's a long-distance endurance event, okay? It's not a 100-meter sprint. Okay, it's all about how you finish this race, not how you start it. Glory to God. I want to throw in some examples to encourage you and to bless you and let you know what's happening here. Glory to God. So in, in forgetting the past, okay, do not call to mind the former things. So we're, we're called not to bring, continue to bring up, okay, the file folders of the past and traumatic events, human nature by itself wants to forget that. It's no problem. You know, people build up a defensive mechanism in their soulless realm, and they forget bad things. They forget failures, okay? And, but we also want to major on forgetting our advances, our rewards, the good things, uh, the blessings that God has done for us. We, we need to forget the whole thing to be available for the new thing that God's doing, okay? Hallelujah. So with gracious and gratitude, we worship him and say, Lord, help delete those files, hallelujah, from my memory bank. Holy Spirit, wash me clean, renew me, be me, get me ready, hallelujah, for this new thing by not pondering the past, not being a prisoner of the past, hallelujah, not just staying around a past blessing, a past water source. Lord, you're doing something new. We want to follow the example of the, uh, in Ezekiel 1, that the four living beings would move about wherever the Spirit was about to go. We want to follow that one word example of being people of faith, going where we know the Spirit is about to move somewhere. We know it has to do with Israel in these last days. We know it has to do with supporting and praying for what's happening. We know the final frontier of the world harvest is in this region of the world. We know that it began in Jerusalem. It's going to end in Jerusalem. And so this is the final battle of time. This is the last great harvest, and you guys are a part of of it. You know, we're out here on the tip of the spear, but you guys are the shaft of the spear. You're the guys propelling us to cut through surgically, hallelujah, in doing these things. And so we're here and we're proclaiming to you as a voice in the desert that God is doing something new, okay? And we're lifting up a highway in the desert. And the way to do that is to comfort his people. First of all, proclaiming to them that their sins are forgiven through the shed blood of Yeshua, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the greatest comfort right there. And second, that her warfare is ended and that we have authority, hallelujah, through the finished work of the cross, we have authority to cast out devils and take on the last enemy, okay, which is the fear of death, Hebrews 2, which is today terrorism, okay? So we're able to do these tactical counterterrorism maneuvers, okay, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of exploits and neutralized terrorism terrorism it brings about a tremendous comfort to god's people that's in this land hallelujah so that's part of that john the baptist elijah type message that's going forth that our website is full of those messages but i want to proclaim to you something new is happening some a watershed event a paradigm shift a historical event happened okay and we know this because we were in this same event which happened in 1990-91 winter God began to speak to me that massive rainfalls that were happening in Israel at that time, and it was like, you know, a 50-year record began to fall. Never before in Israel's modern history had so much rain fallen in one winter, in the 1991 uh, winter. Uh, and I knew that God was saying something new was about to happen, and I started sharing this with some leaders. Of course, they didn't, didn't compute. Other ones uh, didn't pay attention. Others were curious and forgot about it. But one listened and said, wow, 
You know, that's interesting as you're sharing that because look at this, brother. Look at chapter 44. It says in Hebrew, um, in, for I will pour out water on the thirsty land, Isaiah 44, 3, and streams on the dry ground. I'll pour out my spirit in your offspring, my blessing in your descendants. The Hebrew prepositions, the scholar told me, can be translated like this. For even as I pour water on the thirsty land and make streams on the dry ground, so will be the same corresponding measure I pour out my spirit on your offspring, my, my blessings. I went, wow. The same category, the sign of huge rainfall dropping, inundating this desert region of the southern Israel, is the same corresponding measure he's going to pour out his spirit. And so we can accurately gauge when the spirit is about to move with a great outpouring by gauging the rainfall in the desert. And so I have a friend who's a geologist, okay? I, I know uh, people that are involved in the, in the, in the Parks Department, etc., in, in the deserts of Israel, and they're just amazed by the questions I ask them, okay, because these flash floods that come are very rare, first of all, and when they do happen, it's almost impossible to target where it's going to happen and where the, run or wa- the water is going to appear, where these uh, incredible adventures were going to happen, and uh, Israel is very interested in capturing this rainwater, very interested in, because this region is in a massive drought right now. And you guys have been reading our emails and you've been reading the reports. We've been sending out a prayer request. You need to pray, need to pray for rain. Let me tell you, we had some massive rain fell the last few weeks here. And this weekend especially, we were able to catch in the desert, glory to God, pictures for you of huge rainbows appearing in the midst of these flash floods and these huge chocolate waterfalls that were appearing, thundering down by us. Hallelujah. And I'm excited because the last time I have personally witnessed and read about these type of waterfalls, these types of dr- desert um, rivers breaking out in the south of Israel was in the 90-91 winter. And we know what happened in the late 90s. Glory to God, the move of the Spirit that went worldwide. So I know we're on a verge, a precipice of God doing something new. The rivers in the desert show it. Hallelujah. And so let's now forget the past and let's arise and shine for this moment that we're in. Glory to God. So you may ask him, what are you doing down in the desert? Well, um, as you know, we, we're working, you know, I believe every uh, new immigrant to Israel needs to serve in the Israeli army or experience what it's like to, to uh, in that lifestyle of, of being here, the ethnos of the Israeli mentality of survivability, of defending this land, of being like the old generation of the Palmachim, okay, that worked the land, that did agriculture, that served in the army, Okay, and uh, just understanding what it means to be Israeli, hallelujah, becoming all things to all men. And in that process, I began to recognize with the friends I was making, the officers and the wonderful, wonderful Israeli um, special units. And just I thank God for them and being to share with them my life and why we moved here and God brought us here and them seeing the miracles and then, of course, sharing uh, with them the testimonies of the shofar and they love the, sh- the shofar and as we go out and do tactical maneuvers blowing the shofar in sync with their natural movements on the ground just amazing the results that have happened it's very exciting hallelujah uh, but as sharing these things with them I noticed that they would begin to invite me into their lifestyles and their closed communities and I noticed in this tribal and this fraternity of these warriors that they really enjoy endurance sports they're really into long distance running or biking or swimming and they really enjoy 
uh, duathons or the tr- sport of triathlon. It's where you swim, you bike long distance, and you run long distance. And it's really taking, it's a phenomena here in Israel. It's really taken off. And the Israelis, not only do they love being out in the outdoors, not only do they love looking, searching for God, as Jeremiah 50 says, outdoors. And as you've heard me preach before, the place that uh, the three great institutions of Jewish learning, so to speak, or where God's glory appeared or God's truth was embodied by the Jewish people in preserving the scriptures, of course, was the, the tabernacle in the wilderness was the first. The second was the temple complex. And the third was the synagogues, okay? Jesus came from that pharisaical synagogue background, not the temple complex background. And so we see that um, that the Jerusalem Post brought an article uh, two years ago that the next great center for, they quote, is Jewish learning, where the Jewish people are looking for the unknown God, is not in rebuilding the temple and not in the synagogues of the day, but they're going to the outdoor retreat centers. They know that God is somewhere in the desert, and they want to find out who is this God, that appeared to my forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in his Shekinah glory. And so they're going out. And there's so many Israelis that just want to get out into the desert, that want to go into different parts of the land. They're searching for God, and God is drawing them, according to Jeremiah 50, to this place. Hallelujah. It says in the last days the Jewish people will not come to Jerusalem weeping. They're going to come out to the place, this place where God appeared in his glory to the patriarchs. Hallelujah. And that's where they're going to enter into a new covenant with him. So... I want to follow that wave, okay? So I noticed that, you know, you got to go fishing where the fish are, hallelujah. I noticed that they're out there in this place, they're into outdoor activities. And so I decided I had multiple uh, goals. First of all, I wanted to lose weight. My Dolly was always encouraged me, you know, as a middle-aged male to get rid of the spare tire, hallelujah, around my abdomen, uh, my belly, and to lose some weight. And I was a few kilos overweight the doctor would say in a yearly checkup. And so, hey, let's do that. Let's you know, get involved with these guys and, and be a witness to them and, and be a blessing to them, acts of kindness, open eyes of blindness, and also get involved in doing triathlon sports. And so 24 weeks ago, sort of working out three or four times a week with them. And uh, after the first month of uh, heartache and pain, I began to enter to a place, wow, my body's adapting to this. Uh, saying thank you for exercising. I had more energy than I had before. I eventually lost 15 kilos, hallelujah, and changed my whole diet and my whole outlook. And then, wow, began to start doing triathlon races with them and being a witness to them and at times feeling the hand of the Lord come upon me and out running and out swimming some of these younger bucks, hallelujah, and just, just building up this witness of God doing something new. And so decided to go to the desert into a race, an Ironman race, which is a long-distance Ultraman race, and they have high Ironman and Ironman, and to go to the most difficult course in the world, which is not Hawaii and Kona, the Ironman Championship. It's here in Israel called the Israelman Israelman race, where you swim several kilometers in the Red Sea, then you immediately jump on the bike and climb over 3,000 feet from sea level up into the rugged Elat Mountains on the Egyptian border. And you fight the wind and the elements and the dust storms and the cold weather and uh, the deep, deep uh, gorges, wind tunnels, and coming back up the steep grade of the mountains on the bike. And then after that, you run 22 kilometers or 44 kilometers back down into the city. And I was there in this event. Okay, hallelujah. God led me there. And he, there he began to pull me apart. 
there into 50 to 60 kilometers of the bike race, we were hit by a sudden storm. People in the lot said they have never seen a storm like that before. We had 100 kilometer gale force winds blowing through, blowing us off the, the road on our bikes. The organizers had eventually stopped the bike course because it was so dangerous. And it was in that place that I began to cry out to God. I was like, oh God, this is just survival here. I couldn't feel my left arm because it was hanging on to the handlebars so strong to keep from being blown over. could barely get water. I had to stop the bike just to drink the great water because the water, it was so gale force wind and getting dehydrated. And I began to call out to God and I began to find out really what's in me. I began to find out, am I a person who gives up or am I a person who's going to endure? Hallelujah. And I was able to find that place of encouragement. And we, I passed this mountain called Hizakiyahu in Hebrew, which is... Um, on the Egyptian border there, which is called um, God is my strength. And I just was just waiting upon the Lord and I was able to finish the course. It took me over eight hours, hallelujah. Other people in the full Ironman took them over 16 hours because of the, the storm conditions that came in. And it was just an incredible event of being humbled in the desert by the elements, okay? Being laid low in the desert, hallelujah. And to draw strength from him. Other people draw strength, you know, from their families or for their own ambition or to win a medal. But I was there to be dismantled by God, okay? Because it's a wonderful process. Okay, praise God, I can share that with you. And coming up out of that, uh, as I left the next day to drive back home, was hit by the most massive rainstorm outside Mitzpah Ramon, outside the Arava, where literally floods broke out in the desert. And I stopped my vehicle and got out of the car. It was raining so hard, and I was just waiting close to this dry uh, riverbed for the storm waters to come rushing down. And we began to see the little drops come, and then the, the river came. Hallelujah. It was just gorgeous to see waters in the desert once again. And then suddenly the most glorious rainbow. Israelis were stopping all over the road to see this thing. The most glorious rainbow broke out from one end of the Grand Canyon of Israel to the next. The most glorious rainbow and began, God began to speak to me, son, I'm doing something new. Get ready for it. Hallelujah. And the rains began to fall. Hallelujah. And then the sun broke out. And then I climbed up out of the crater into Mizpah Ramon, past the military base, and came to an area called Nachal Sin, which is the river of Sin, okay? Zin, Z-I-N, where the children of Israel wandered. And suddenly, as it was flooding, the roads were flooding. Hallelujah, thank God I had a four-wheel drive vehicle to drive through it. Suddenly, as I stopped to take pictures of this incredible rainfall and the rivers breaking out, Israelis were stopping and dancing and playing in the water and crying and lifting their hands. They were just, because it's been such a long, dry last few years here. And to see such massive rainfall. And the Lord began to speak to me. I'm doing something new. There's coming a move of my spirit that's going to supersede what you saw in the 90s. It's about to happen, son. Beware. And suddenly, another rainbow, even more glorious, broke out in the desert. Hallelujah. And I knew that this water that I was experiencing, it all the runoff goes right into the, the rivers and desert valley, the Yeshimon Desert. And so I know this is prophetic. This is not just a localized event of each winter it happens. This is a massive outpouring. And so I raced down in the car to the next spot toward Ben-Gurion's uh, home and where his, his grave is at Ben-Gurion University. And there was a beautiful vista overlooking this Zen Canyon. And suddenly came, as all the waters mounted, the thunder, the most powerful thundering sound I've ever heard in the desert. It was the sound 
of a waterfall. It looked like half the size of Niagara. It was incredible. It was the water was all <laughs> looked like chocolate milk because from the dirt, and it was just thundering down, boom, boom, and all the Israelis were coming in, and it's suddenly boom, 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 coming two attack um, attack. Apache helicopters came in and started hovering over the waterfall. Everybody was just amazed. The news broadcast coming out. The sound of this waterfall. Hallelujah. And the, the, the this thunderous sound. And, and you know, the, the Nabataeans that lived in the desert could live in this harsh, desolate waste that looks like a lunar landscape of the moon. Could live there because they knew when these rains come. Maybe it would only happen every a generation. But when the generational outpouring like this would happen in the desert, they would capture this rain inside dikes and underground cisterns and could live on it for years. Hallelujah. And you and I need to be people like the ancient Nabataeans who can take advantage and prepare when these outpourings happen and run with it. Glory to God. And on the way back, another beautiful rainbow broke out in Beersheba, right where the area where Abraham and Isaac dug wells. And God began to speak to me that he was doing something new. And then the following day, a friend of mine from Sweden had called me and said that there's some men from Scandinavia that are here that uh, have some type of uh, uh, water company where they find water up in Scandinavia for cities and for different events through drilling. And they believe they have found the largest aquifer in the central area of Israel outside Netanya. Okay, and they're meeting uh, this week with the water authority here in Israel to drill. It's over several hundred meters below the surface. Okay, and that they believe that if Israel would would drill here, that it will provide all the water necessary. Hallelujah for Israel! No one needs to take water from the Kinneret, which is incredible. And uh, these guys have quite a track record of finding water. And actually, they had these dreams and visions from God while they're in Scandinavia to come here and to search for this. And so yesterday they asked me to come along with them and they were looking and they were going, wanted me to blow the shofar where they believed they found water and went to drill. <clears throat> and so it was right across the street from a secret military base, hallelujah. And as we're standing there blowing the shofar on the road where they believe this incredible um, over 60 to 100 bar pressure place is of underground river in Israel, in the central coastal area, that uh, that this is going to take care of Israel's water problems. And we've been blowing the shofar. This Israeli reconnaissance drone starts buzzing over our head, wanting to know who, what we were doing. And it was just, I'm telling you folks, it was awesome. The, the cars driving by, Israelis shouting and hollering, beeping their horns as we're blowing the shofar. Hallelujah. And uh, there's just this sense, you know, of God moving into the land. Also, what's interesting, as we see a new government coming about that does not want to give away the land, okay, that's more right and conservative than the former government was, okay, we see the rainfall. You know, it's like we're under a, a curse, a drought here, because the, the, the uh, Olmert, uh, Levini, and Barack government, and now we have a new government coming in, hallelujah, and the rains have come since then. So it's just awesome to see that. Praise God forevermore. And it's in this place that um, I began to just want to share with you that, you know, folks, I know it's been dry for many of you. I know that many people are going through financial pressures and there's a shaking going on planet Earth. But you need to understand the endurance. And what I understood through this Ironman race, okay, they call here the Israel man race is the idea of endurance okay 
and the idea of not to get dehydrated, okay? Because your body can do things farther than what you could ever perceive your mind would allow you to do. But the key is to keep hydrated. And in that desert experience, okay, in that place where the wind was whipping me across the road, in that place of the dust storm and trying to, to run this long distance and keep focused on the prize ahead, okay, which is to finish this race that day, I started getting a little dehydrated. And so important not to miss your aid stations. And so important not to miss the places set up along the highway for your refueling. Even if you feel good, even if you don't feel like you need to drink, you need to drink in this hour. Hallelujah. You need to be hydrated with his living waters. You need. You say, well, things are going good. I don't need to spend time with the Lord. No, you need to get that water source in the morning. You need to get that heavenly drink. You need to stay hydrated in him. Hallelujah. But that's your strength. Not as it only your strength. It's, it's that drink that causes you to declare his highest praise, it says in Isaiah. So notice in, in John 4, the woman at the well in Samaria, not only was it living water springing forth that she wanted, she came out for the, you know, the natural water to survive on, but he talked about the well of water, but also the rivers of water springing out of her belly. And it was in these type of people that are thirsty of this type of water are the praisers that God's looking for to worship him in spirit and truth in this hour. Glory to God. So that's a little bit of the update what's happening here. Um, and I want to talk more about the scum of the earth messages in our emails about being laid low in the wilderness and, and going to that place where, where the Lord himself was, going to that place in the howling wilderness wasteland where Paul would go, the prophets of old would go, being dismantled, hallelujah, being, uh, glory to God, laid low and God hovering over that. Glory to God to create something new. And then coming out of that desert this week and seeing the incredible rainbows and the floodings that hit Israel, I'm here to tell you that God is doing something new. I don't know what it is yet, but I know it's going to supersede anything we've ever seen before on planet Earth. May our you know, shoutings and joy break forth like the streams in the desert. And I believe it has to do with financial victory also. You know, it says in Psalms 126, we were like those who dream. Let me turn to Psalms 126 real quick. When the Lord brought back the captive one to Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. Then they said among the nations, the Lord have done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Hallelujah. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seeds, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Interesting, these fellows from Norway, that I, Scandinavia that I was with, and as they were wanting to drill for water, one of the places they want to drill in the central area, this huge aquifer they said they have found, is at Beit Yitzhak, <laughs> which is the house of laughter. Hallelujah. So it's just interesting. With joy, you should drink from the waters of salvation. In Psalms 126, it talks about the captivity of Zion. This is not the captive ones that are coming out of Egypt. This is coming out of Babylon. As we know, Revelation talks about the great harlot and about the Babylonian system, the current financial world system that we're in. And as we come out of this Babylonian system, as we're delivered from mammon, okay, as we're delivered from this, this system that this world is under, this antichrist system, it says our mouth will be filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. Hallelujah. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, 
as the streams in the south. And the word south there is Negev. I just came from there. And these flash floods come so quick and so suddenly, okay? It's not like building rainfall, then over the few weeks they open up the levees and dams. This is not like North America. It's not like Europe, okay? Not like South America. Not like Asia. This is sudden rainfalls, and there's nowhere for the, des- the desert to soak in. The limestone, the clay, the clay there can't soak in this water, and it comes raging down these gullies so quick. It's sudden. It's a flash flood experience. You can't be in the way of it. It happens so quick. And when this thing suddenly happens, this reversal of the financial system, this blessings that come to us, hallelujah, we're going to be glad. And God's going to restore it like the streams in the south, like the flash floods in the negative, and it's going to cause us to jump for joy. It's going to cause us to rejoice. It's going to cause the bringing in of the sheaves. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, this is the time. This is the hour. I remember this happened in the 90, 91 winter, and look at the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happened in the 90s. Glory to God that many of us were refreshed. Now something new is beginning. Hallelujah. There's a new uh, administration coming into the Knesset. There is a new thing happening in the world in the midst of the darkness that's plaguing our civilization and the darkness on top of that that God is pouring out, the shaking he's poured out, okay, to cause men not to worship the almighty dollar. God is bringing praise to himself. He's humbling men in the desert of his choosing right now. Hallelujah. And as we come out of that desert, as as the springs breaking out, the rivers And in this same corresponding measure, God is pouring out his spirit. And it's very interesting to notice here that this idea of coming out of the wilderness, coming out of Babylon, is also for financial breakthrough. Brothers and sisters, this is the hour. You know, I I don't know how to, um, to explain it, but I just have this glorious sense inside, it's going to be okay. And that instead of letting fear gnaw away inside of you, just sit back and say, Lord, hallelujah, I count it all joy. I just count it all joy in this hour. Thank you for a miracle breakthrough. And as you get yourself back on that highway of holiness, as you begin to repent, okay, as God begins to deal with areas in our lives, look for these waters to break out. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is the Holy Ghost weather report update. Rivers are breaking out. Literal rivers are breaking out. It's on the same uh, parallel um, event as what happened in the 1990s, the early 90s of a great outpouring that, that came that was preceded by this event of behold I do something new will you not be aware of it I'm here to make you aware of it that rivers are literally breaking out here huge waterfalls are breaking out thundering thundering amounts of water are raging through the deserts this weekend have beautiful pictures of it to show you have beautiful uh, rainbows that appeared hallelujah and brothers and sisters this came about it's it's so cool because before this Ironman event that I ran in this weekend uh, the Lord told me to go up to the border of Egypt, and you have to understand, this is like one of the, the most demonized borders on earth, the poorest border between uh, Elat all the way up to Gaza, where this is where the Bedouin on the Egyptian side are running drugs and the prostitutes, and they try to bring these drugs and prostitutes across the poorest border at night, the Bedouins do. Um, we're there to pray with the Israeli soldiers, especially the Bedouin trackers that work for the Israeli government, here to track these evil men, okay? And also this is where they bring up all the weapons from Sinai, 
This is where Iran and other and North Korea they unload military uh, uh, equipment, etc., used to bring terror to Israeli citizens are unloaded in the Sinai Peninsula, and these terror organizations working with the local Bedouins bring these up along that borderline. And so it's in this area where God told me to blow the shofar, hallelujah, and to proclaim his glory, hallelujah, and to bring about a neutralization of these evil forces. And so the <laughs> that following weekend, excuse me, two days later on that weekend, when the race began, I felt this demonic wind come out of nowhere. The race organizers said they've never experienced a wind like this before in a lot of storm come in. And I knew it was a demonic storm that came to try to... to to stop us, okay? And we just plowed right through it, called out un- unto God, hallelujah. We thank God he able to deliver us from that storm that came in. But it was in that process of breaking the desert and crying out to him, hallelujah, that th- these rainbows break out. Brothers and sisters, I need to share this one more time with you. You know, in, in terms of learning, repetition is the mother of learning. I want to share repetition over and over. God is doing something new. So what do we need to do right now? We need to forget the past. We need to not call to mind the former things, okay? We need, I know we have scrapbooks. I know we have things preserved. I know we have albums. I know we have mementos. I know we have all these things that have happened before in our lives, okay? But we cannot call those things to mind, okay? We have to go back to the desert. We can't take our education, our learning, and maybe even our job was supplied for us over the years and keep on thinking God's going to continue to resurrect that. If he's doing something new, try to shift and move with this new thing, changing a location, moving, changing employer, changing a career, obeying him to go to somewhere, obeying him to do something, okay? Or you're trying to get out of a career and God's telling you to stay in that career. All these things, are. this is the moment of decision right now, okay? And I just think it's a great joy, and I want to say thank you for being such wonderful partners and friends that I'm able to share with you of like precious faith, people of the wind, people who are windward, hallelujah, that God is doing something new. There is rivers breaking out in the desert here. Read Isaiah chapter 43 and chapter 44 about this new event, and uh, this phenomenon is for you and I, and let's forget the past. Remember again what Paul says, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward what lies ahead. Let me conclude with this event of Israel's salvation, the life from the dead experience. Romans 11 talks about, you know, life from the dead, their acceptance be of the Jewish people in the last days, hallelujah, which we all can feel our spirit we're moving towards. And Paul says, all Israel shall be saved. I'm a redeemer shall come to Zion, remove transgression from Jacob. And where does Paul quote from? Well, he quotes from Isaiah chapter 59. And uh, you'll notice there's a little bit of difference here in the translations. And the reason why the King James Version is different than New American Standard is because they found the Masoretic text, which the King James Version translators did not see, in the ancient Masoretic Hebrew text of the Old Testament of Isaiah, there was a slight misspelling in this word. When with, So later when they discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, they recognized it was a, it was a, a, a typo that changed the word, okay? So King James translates this based on a typo. It says, so they'll fear the name of the Lord from the west, his glory from the rising sun. So, you know, it says, and when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard against them. Okay, I know there have been a lot of great messages preached on that to encourage you, but it's not scriptural. There's no reference in the Dead Sea Scrolls to an enemy here, okay? It's a typo. So the best way to translate this is like, 
it says in the NIV, okay, or the New Jerusalem version, okay, um, and the New American Standard, it says, he will come in like a rushing stream, or he will come in like a pent-up flood. He will come in like a hemmed-in stream. And I saw those raging flash floods this weekend, hallelujah, which the wind of the Lord drives, and then a Redeemer will come to Zion. So Paul is saying this redeem, this move of God that's coming in the last days, that the Messiah himself, the Redeemer, coming back and, and winning unto himself his ancient Jewish people here, glory to God, that that event is going to be likened like a flash flood raging down a desert river canyon, hallelujah. It's not the enemy coming in like a flood. It's the Lord himself, hallelujah, because there's no justice in the earth. He, it says in verse 16 and 17, puts on his helmet of salvation, puts on his garment of righteousness, hallelujah, his breastplate, okay, of righteousness to come in and take avenge the wrath against his enemies, and it's going to come in speedily and quickly and suddenly in a twinkling of an eye. Whew, hallelujah. So that's why we have to be ready. That's why we have to have our surfboards waxed and our wetsuits refitted and be out there on that point, hallelujah, looking for that big swell coming. We have to be people of the wind that are ready for this. Glory to God. And I know you're like that. And what a joy to, to work in this together. Now, um, we had a, a, a dear brother, a wonderful ministry over here yesterday, and I was showing him part of the vision. And uh, we're at that point right now where we're taking the idea of the desert shepherd warrior terminology to raise up warriors here, okay? Um, and taking the idea of the military establishment with athletics, with the idea of the desert, okay, and the idea of shepherding. So we see the Yeshua conquering in the desert, hallelujah, the enemy. He was a shepherd. He would go cast out devils, heal the sick, uh, be sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And we see him as that warrior taking on the religious establishment, seizing the kingdom of God, and taking on the forces of wickedness. And this is the type of model that you and I are called to follow. Hallelujah. And so here in Israel, we have that model being built. We have the ability to take you into the desert, okay, and to have a dismantling process, to overcome your own fears, to take on the enemy and win. Hallelujah. Okay, glory to God. To overcome the temptations and understand the place of the desert is your holy place. Same word for the holy place in the tabernacle. It's the same word for desert in Hebrew. It's the place where he gets the wild out of you in the wilderness. And then also you'll understand that the idea of shepherding, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, Psalms 23, how he brings you into a place, okay? Because the places where the pools of water collect or the springs in the desert is where David and the shepherds would bring the people to. But it's in that very place where that place becomes the valley of shadow of death. Why? Because at night is where the lions and the wolves and the jackals come out to feed. And where do they feed? They feed at the water sources to ambush the sheep. So the very place that God brings you to feed people and to feed yourself is the same place that you have to learn to overcome the terrors of the night. Hallelujah. Glory to God to be a shepherd. And so brothers and sisters, and then also connected with that is what we're developing here, the ability to take on... Uh, the shofar drive-bys and tactical counterterrorism in the spirit, taking on the fear of death with the natural units here on the ground, working in sync with them. Hallelujah. So it's a great opportunity to make disciples, to, um, to build up leaders. They can go back home and take care. And we need that facility to a uh, training base to, to implement that, okay? And so as you see on our website, um, we are needing $1.3 to begin the construction purchasing of the land and building out 
and we have the builder and architect ready to go for it. We ask them for the funds to do this, and I know, brothers and sisters, this is good soil. Hallelujah. Something new is breaking out. I just see God moving on Israelis right now like never before. And you, you can ask, why are you going to the desert? Well, there is a place that says in Isaiah 50, uh, excuse me, Jeremiah 50. Let me conclude with this to you. Okay? Jeremiah 50 is just incredible. It says here, my people have become lost sheep. Okay, now let's go right before that in verse 4. Actually, verse 1. And I know you're listening here. It's almost 40 minutes now, the broadcast. Hank, this is so powerful. Let's, let's be like the, the, you know, that vision in Ezekiel. Let's move where the Spirit's about to go, okay? Something new's breaking out. Forget the past. Okay, Lord, what are you saying? Here we are. This is the navigation buoy. Hallelujah. Out there in the deep harbor right now. Follow it out into the open sea. Something new was going on. I said, well, brother, what am I supposed to do to forget the past? It's like going out in a motorboat. Okay, you're passing that last buoy, okay? And you're out there in the big Gulf Stream, the big, big, deep swells of the North Atlantic, okay? And you walk over, you take your key off your ignition, throw it overboard. You walk over, take all your fuel tanks, throw them overboard, okay? Your next thing you want to do is take your outboard mortar, kick it overboard, okay? And take your, all your navigational maps and throw it overboard. And all the radio equipment that you listen to other people and trust them more than you trust God's voice, throw it overboard. And then put up a sail, and then sit in the bow of the ship and sit back and let the wind be your navigator, propellant, and got captain. Hallelujah. That means let him, let his wind take you where he wants you to go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so that's what's happening. And so where is this shift happening? Well, I see here in Jeremiah 50 a prophecy about ancient Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq, okay? And it says that when they're judged, Okay, which, which happened. When that is judged, it says in verse 4, In those days that time, declares the Lord, the sons of Israel, and they and the sons of Judah as well, will go along weeping as they go. They'll be seeking the Lord their God. So we see in this post-environment of Babylon falling, which is modern-day Iraq, okay, and this financial Babylonian system falling, we see the children of Israel weeping and crying and looking for God. And it says they're asking for the way at Sion, Zion, that they may join themselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant and not be forgotten. What is this everlasting covenant? Notice it's, they're not going to Jerusalem. Notice they're not, what are they looking for? Well, it says here in Hebrew, my people have become lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. They have made them turn aside on the mountains. It says here that they have gone from mountain to mountain and forgotten their resting place. And then the enemies who devoured them said, we're not guilty in so much they have sinned against the Lord who is the habitation of righteousness, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. The very words used by Jeremiah here is the place in the desert where God appeared in Shekinah glory to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the ancient pastoral shepherding community, the leaders, the elders, David, the, the prophets, hallelujah of old. There is a place in the wilderness, in the desert, that is God's habitation that the Jewish people are coming to in the last days. And that explains the phenomena that's happening right now in Israel. Okay, two years ago, Jerusalem Post came out with this phenomenon, talked about the next great center of Jewish learning. Okay, you've heard me talk about it. Let me repeat it again. Is that the, the three great centers, okay, of Jewish learning, they say, was first of all, was the tabernacle in the wilderness, okay, was the temple complex, okay, under David and Solomon, 
so to speak, etc. And then also, well, not David didn't build the temple, but you understand that Jerusalem concept of the temple. And then synagogue pattern, okay? That really was popular in the diaspora. But they're now saying that the Jewish people are looking for the unknown God not in those places, okay? But in the outdoor retreat centers. And that's exactly what's happening here in Israel. There are so many Jewish people coming here and going into the desert. They're looking for something. They're enchanted. They're in love with the desert. They're going out there. Israelis are into extreme sports, into biking, uh, all this stuff out there because they're looking for something and what's happening is God is drawing them in this hour to this place in the desert where he visited our forefathers Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and this is where you and I need to be ready for we need to be ready to be mobile to be assist them to serve them hallelujah because prepare the way for the Lord because he is going to appear in this wilderness in this desert region the signs of the flash floods that are breaking out and the signs in the natural and the all the studies that are happening of all the different bike shops and all the outdoor camping and all the things that are breaking out with outdoor camp um, and even the Jerusalem Post reporting that the next great center of Jewish learning is outdoor retreat centers folks we got to be there ready for them hallelujah to guide them as they're having these dreams and visions, just as the Muslim clergymen around the Middle East right now are having dreams and visions that God's appearing to them, and they're seeing Jesus, and they're getting born again, hallelujah, and starting house churches. So we see in this hour that the Lord himself is going, or at the verge of it right now, is going to start appearing, not just to the remnant, every generation of Jewish people uh, getting born again, but we're talking about a massive move of God's presence falling. Hallelujah. And people seeing him high and lifted up, whom they've pierced, and wailing for him as they wailed for only only son. Hallelujah. And we're in that moment, and they're going out to the desert. They're leaving behind all the trappings of Jerusalem and the wilderness, okay, of their jobs and, uh, and Western society and the Babylonian economic system. And they're coming weeping. And God's going to appear in his glory. And you and I need to rise and shine and be there, hallelujah, to shepherd him in that moment. Hallelujah. So that is the vision. And that is why I'm so excited. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The ravers are breaking out in the desert right now. Go to our website. Go to the photo gallery and check out some of those new images of the beautiful rainbows that appeared. Stay tuned, folks. We love you. Thank you for your offerings to help us um, facilitate this um, maneuver for this awakening, this coming revival that's on the brink based on the weather patterns we see right now. We love you guys. Talk to you again real soon. Shalom, shalom.
thank you for being a part of Rivers in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord, save me, forgive me, cleanse me, take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming, running home to you now. In your name I pray, amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.